Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> Catchy tune. Yeah. So it's July 29th, 2018. We're back in Arkham's record room in the south of France. And we're going to do a show. Well, you tell them what we're going to do. Uh, well, we kind of decided to play some records that are in the more or less in the blues category, but that were not particularly uh, wildly uh, acclaimed by what we used to call the blues mafia. Right, it's kind of sub substandard by their uh, their judgment, but and who was the blues mafia? Who yeah, is we the have blues to explain mafia? to people. Well, well, first I should say, if you hear like a some kind of like low end noise in the show, it's because we got a fan on because it's hot here in South of France. It's hotter than shit here. It's almost going to be a hundred degrees all week. And we got to stay cool, so you got to deal with it. That's right. But now let's explain to people uh, what we mean when we talk about the blues mafia. 
Well, <clears throat> back in like uh, 50s, 60s, when record collectors first started to discover and appreciate country blues, like there was a very small coterie of guys, mostly around New York. There was a guy named Kuhn, he kind of started it. He goes back, I think, as, as to the 40s, and he started collecting country blues records. Before that, it was mostly jazz collectors. They just, they generally ignored the blues, generally. It was too, too provincial, too rural. Right. But, you know, by the time I got to know these guys in the early 70s, you know, that was in a more advanced state, but there still wasn't too many of them. You know, it was Nick Pearls, I knew him quite well. And, did album covers in exchange for 78s for his Yazoo Blue Goose labels. And uh, they would have meetings at his house. He was a rich guy and lived in Greenwich Village on Waverly Place. And, and uh, guys like Mike Stewart and Steve Kalth and Bernie Klatsko and Richard Nevins would come over there and, and uh, you know, play blues records and talk about the guitar playing and stuff like that. And, and they, you know, they generally focused on the heavier guys from the Delta, Mississippi Delta. <clears throat> Charlie Patton and Sunhouse and Skip James and they liked Blind Willie McTell and you know, the, he the really heavy guitar players they liked best. And then there's kind of a more, uh, you know, a, a second tier of guys that they sort of respected that were, you know, they would acknowledge were pretty good, you know. But it's like the gonna say it's like the same thing that kind of goes on today in modern music where you know most people if whether it's rock or jazz I mean I can't think of other categories off the top of my head that apply but if they're not like the top technical players then they're considered you know <coughs> second not, rate yeah second rate for the yeah. most part you know, yeah other than like the singer songwriter scene or whatever but I guess when we say blues mafia with a you know a little bit of a negative connotation like we're talking about the what we think is maybe the over-intellectualization of uh, this music. Yeah, a couple of them, like Cult and other ones, were actually sort of educated musically. They understood music theory. So they would talk about, you know, this guy's in the Lydian mode, and, you know, I didn't know what they were talking oh. about a lot of the time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't get that stuff. But... Uh, so, so unimportant, I mean, you just can't... They, they they had great respect for Blind Lemon Jefferson, Robert Johnson, of course, you know, and a couple other guys, Mississippi Delta guys from that Robert Johnson period that made a few records that they liked. They liked Bill Brunsey, hotshot guitar player, you know. They liked some of the hotshot piano players, not many. Often they'd They're say, oh, that's a piano that record. You know, oh, that's a right, just right. a piano record. Or I remember, you know, often Nick Pearl's Say, oh, that guy's on together. He's just on together. <laughs> you know, guys that played a little more crudely or simply, you know, least. Or who didn't sing in tune or something, you know. Like Uncle Bud Walker, he sings out of tune, so he's dismissed. My, my new favorite record. <laughs> well, we'll listen to it. Yeah. All right. But what we just heard was uh, Rolling Mill Blues by Peg Leg Howell. That was the first record. One of the greats. It was like you were saying to me before, it was a guy who was probably on the borderline with some of the guys as to whether he yeah he's in the second not. tier kind of yeah. they, they, they definitely not first tier yeah, they generally kind of ignored Peg Leg Hal more Peg or one of my favorites oh yeah I love him myself yeah. I mean his fiddle band is amazing his solo guitar records everything he does is amazing I know? agree and really really deep if you really really listen to the subtleties of his guitar playing he's, he's one of those guys he's not trying to show you how great he is he's not a show off he's just no. playing the tune and but sometimes even within that the subtleties of guitar playing is really heavy you know? yeah hmm. but in any case it's just the the delivery and the you know the rendering of the tunes that is so great I like him I don't I can't explain why I like him yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I think that's kind of what the show's all about is we don't have to explain it anyway. Like but it. there's something, you know, that, that those blues mafia guys, there's like white middle class or upper class guys from educated college, educated backgrounds. They're all college educated guys, you know, and that, that part of it for them was a, the, the rougher in a way, but then they also had to be wizards, guitar wizards, you know, Charlie Patton and Skip James, you know. Yeah. 
for for them. So they had to, their minds their, had to be deeply musically stimulated to in a technical way. Yeah. But there's a certain type of person, I guess, who only listens to music that they think is beyond their technical capability. Something like that. Something, something about that. Yeah. If they could possibly play it, then it's no good. Exactly. That, that's seems right. Seems like a ludicrous way of looking at it to me. I I, I kind of understand that. You know, I, that's too simple and it's boring to them. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they they could do that, so it's boring. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> you probably can't do it, but that's another topic <laughs> of discussion. Well, some of there's a couple of more musicians. Most of those guys weren't. But, no, but what I meant was like like putting down somebody like Blind Roger Hayes or something. But can you really like get the feeling and the you know. Like to me, it's the the feeling of the conviction of, of the performer, not the technical. I totally ability. agree. I yeah. totally agree with that. And they, some of them missed that. I, you know, I, yeah. they were looking for technical wizardry in a in a rough setting. That 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 really stirred their yeah. corpuscles. All right. Well, let's hear right. some more records that the Blues Mafia okay. would have dismissed. Let's let's hear Uncle Bud Walker. Oh yeah, my new favorite record. Nick Pearls. I played that for him. He said, "Oh, that guy's on together." Oh. think of Uncle Bud Walker. She's eating nuts. Because she is nuts. I'm nuts so she's about eating nuts. She's nuts. Are you about nuts, nuts about it? Yeah. How do you think I'd like some nuts to eat? Yeah. She's sitting here eating nuts. Great. Now everyone knows I eat nuts. She's on PMS and she's eating nuts. <laughs> yep. She might freak out. At any point she what might freak mean? out. Start yelling. She's going to start throwing nuts at us. Oh, something's <laughs> going to happen. 
Oop, ow, oop, oop, ow, ow. What about Henry Thomas? Is he a guy that they would have dismissed? Or? Henry Thomas? It's, well, they, they liked him okay. He was exotic enough. He played the quills and everything, you know. Right. Kind of liked him. He was in the second tier. What yeah. are what are the qualifications that these people would like? Well, it was loose. Well, we kind it. of tried to describe that, but it's hard to pinpoint exactly. Yeah, it was a, a loose kind of attitude because they were all like upper middle class, you know, college educated guys. Some of them had some you know technical knowledge about music and stuff, you know. So they listened. John has that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah John is it. I don't. They listen with it, like John said. You know, it's about the feeling. What the feeling you get from it doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. Yeah. What are there guys in Gaga, in tune or or whatever? Yeah. So it's really hard to nail down why a piece of music is great. It's just a hard thing to describe in words. Yeah. But we we're, what we're kind of saying is that uh, they're looking for something you know, technically. Well, they had they had a combination of like. A certain level of exoticism, like they liked the Mississippi Delta stuff, Charlie James, because there was something deeply foreign and alien to them to, about that. And yet, at the same time, those guys were like wizards. Skip James is a guitar wizard, as Steve Kalt goes on and on in his book about it, and Charlie Patton too. And also, Charlie Patton is a, a rhythmic wizard. You know, he's yeah, very sophisticated rhythmically. And then he has a real rough voice, and you know, he's full of surprises. Or Blind Lemon Jefferson, you know, he's very original and creative, and you know. Yeah, Lemon was one of those, you know. But there's a there's a funny example because like Lemon is one of those guys that have one of the most unique styles. If you want to analyze the technical aspect of it, it's very difficult to play a lot of the stuff he played. Yeah, yeah. It's unimportant to me, but okay. But here's the the thing is. He recorded so many records. A lot of his records are dull, and the performance is kind of like he's phoning it in. You know, like all his earlier stuff is pretty much good, and then in the later records he has moments. And well, you know, but just because I, th I think they made him record so much, I think they ran him into the ground. They basically. ran him into the ground, they did. and like a lot of people got run into the ground. You know, they can all be it's the music great business. performances. And since his old well, they just kept dragging him back. Say, come on, come with new material, and I think they even forced material on him. Yeah, actually. of course. And I'm not picking on him because he's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. But my point is just that there's a lot of Blind Lemon Jefferson records out there that I'm not interested in owning. He's one of those guys that died young from, you know, just the overdose of, uh, you know, recognition and money and you know, couldn't handle it. He had a misstep, right? Like no one he says exactly he what died frozen in Chicago. Or he found him. He probably got drunk and passed out, and it was and froze oh, to death. Right. Fro yeah. Frozen. Nineteen twenty-nine in Chicago. Yeah. I think that's the story. That's pretty sad. But it's interesting about Blind Blake, that the blues mafia guys they loved his guitar, but since his singing was rather bland, they kind of disdained him. Really? Yeah. But I had no idea they would distinct like that is outrageous but they liked his guitar impressed by his guitar but he's, he's it's too bland for them you see that's the whole problem with like the over intellectualizing of this and music because i mean when you said i was gonna say it and i held back because it's an argument i really don't even want to get into but when you said like well you know they love robert johnson of course they're gonna love robert johnson yeah but thing about Robert Johnson is he wasn't that great of a guitar player. He was a, he was a really great singer. Well, I mean, he, he was good. He, was, he, he had a nice feel. I, I love I love his records. Yeah. I mean, he had a really great feel, but almost all of his parts are copied directly from somebody else's, and they're kind of rudimentary. You know, I mean, he had the, the bass line thing going, which everybody seems to think is so great. That's yeah. actually really simple. Yeah. And, you know, like, you listen to his Hell Out of My Trail versus, like, Skip James, who was imitating. But see, Robert Johnson was kind of a, a sacred cow. You know, you weren't really so allowed to criticism because he was yeah. he was the you know that kind of looked upon back in the seventies and all that as as one of the godfathers of rock and roll. So you really couldn't like knock him too badly. But what but another again, guy that that, they, that was because that was the the guy that the godfathers of rock and roll discovered you know it's yeah just the, so that is that's just that's so silly, he's kind man. of above criticism i mean to me like robert johnson i, I love robert johnson he's great the guy that they but disdained he, he might actually be on my second rate list you know, oh. really compared to, well it was compared to skip james he or charlie patton sold to the devil 
and it wasn't even it's not even close saw. it's not even close well then you know you, you get in a trap of of hierarchies of who's right. the best and stuff you don't yeah, want right. to even fall care. into I, that I, mean, I honestly i don't want to have this debate really. right but another guy that they completely ignore was josh white because Josh White is a great guitar player, but he, he sang way too educated. His diction was too good. He was he sounds a little bit fruity. He's you know yeah yeah. So they they they, they just completely ignored him. Phenomenal yeah. performer. Wait, isn't Josh great White? guitar player? You know, Jesus is gonna make up my yeah. dying bed. How is that singing not good? What? It's not that his singing's not good. It's just that he doesn't sound rural. He doesn't. He's obviously like an educated guy. He's not guy. rough. Yeah. He wasn't rural or rough. He sounds almost he sissified. Was like a, he was probably an upper middle class guy. I mean, I don't know his background, but well, you couldn't be too upper middle class coming from that background. But he's probably had some kind of genteel refinement about him. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I think he came from the church. He came through. He's a good Christian boy somehow, you know, mama's boy, I think. But yeah. Great guitar player. Great, yeah. Let's play a record by him. Okay, cool. What are you going to yeah. play? Uh, the, what's that one? His first record, 1932. Red, Red River. The, the Something Chic. What's that called? Oh, yeah, the Greenville Chic. Yeah, Greenville Chic. Oh, cool. And, you know, the, the listeners will, will be able to hear what it is about him that the blues market didn't like, and they themselves, the listeners, might not like this about about Josh White. And if they don't, then too bad. Kids, my name, folks, I'm trying to introduce myself to you. The Greenville Kid is my name, trying to introduce myself to you. Says I'm all hot and bothered, I don't know what to do. Says the kid's not so hot and the Greenville Kid's not so cold. Greenville kid is not so hot, Lord, the kid is not so cold. He's cause a many cause to worry about him deep down in their soul. I'm a young, healthy kid, but it's my girl what's worrying me so. I'm a young, healthy kid, it's my girl what's worrying me so. I wouldn't be feel so low down, but I can't see my girl no more. Yeah, I am in this big city, and I'm doing the level best I can. Yeah, I am in this big city. If I keep on worrying about act a fool, go back home again. Set the cards on the table, they talk to the kid like a natural man. Cards laid on the table, they talk to me like a natural man. Say them jokers hugging my woman, that's something I can't understand. All the kids down in mine, cause he left the girl he left behind. Kids down in the heart, he left the girl he loved behind. Trying to do his best he can, but she stays right on my mind. Mom, what'd you think of that? Not too smooth for you? Yeah, so tell them what you're playing there. We're going to play uh, Corrine What Makes You Treat Me So by Blind Boy Fuller. 
was a, a musician that was generally ignored by the guys in the blues. But again, this isn't blues, this is vaudeville. Come on. Well, yeah, I guess, you know. I went out last night, I got drunk. I was in whiskey up to my head. A young lady, she walked up to me, and this is what she said. She says, wait a minute, brother, you a nice little fellow, and you're looking mighty fine. She says, while you at the night, find plenty corn whiskey, won't you buy me a bottle of wine? I told her next week, sometime, daughter, but not now. I never did believe in buying whiskey for women before the first of July, no how. I told her to give me time, let me think, and I'd tell her exactly when I'd buy that expensive drink. It'll be next week, sometime, daughter, but not now. I 
went to see a fortune teller just to have my fortune told. He says, young man, you're partly rich. You're worth a great big pot of gold. He says, the way you've got to get this gold, you've got to listen while I tell. You've got to go in a lonesome graveyard as the clock is striking twelve. I got myself a pick and a shovel. I reached the graveyard twelve that night. When I got in there, I do declare I spied a farm all dressed in white. When I spied that farm all dressed in white, I got right hot and cold. This hand said, don't be afraid, I want to help you dig your gold. I told him next week, sometime, brother, but not now. I never did believe in digging gold with a no-head man in the graveyard, no how. Now me and this hand run breast to breast. He says, look here, brother, when are you going to rest? I told him, next week. Yeah, we should put that one back in the set. I never did believe in digging gold with a no-head man in a graveyard (laughs) know-how. I get all the Pygmy Pete records. Yeah, well, I just didn't get beans. Here's a record I got from you, John. I'm going to join the blues Yeah. yeah. Old age is creeping upon you. Yeah. I know what yeah, it's like. I know it. This is by Meat Pete and Cat Juice Charlie. And on this sleeve of this record, you taped a note which said, If you don't like, I won't judge you, but you're dumb. <laughs> did you spell you all right? It did, actually. Oh, Oh, you know what Liza said about you, Ben? What? That she ain't had no loving since the Lord knows when. No. Say her love you can't supply. Who can? And I'm gonna tell you just the reason why. Why? Old age is creeping upon you. That sign can't all lie. Old age is creeping upon you. Sure you're born to die. Now listen, old man, let me get you told. Mm-hmm. You done got too doggone cold. Mm-hmm. You call yourself a raisin man. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't even raise your hand. Why? Because old lady is creeping upon you. That sign ain't no lie. Old lady is creeping upon you. Sure you're born to die. Boy, once a man and twice a child. Yeah. Your thoughts is just enough to run you wild. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, you have chance to meet. I love them. You can't do nothing but eat and sleep. Yeah. Old lady is creeping upon you. That sign can't no lie. Old lady is creeping upon you. Sure, you're born to die. When you were 22, every night and day. Yeah. You run around and give all your goody away. Mm-hmm. And now you're so old, nobody wants your kind. Mm-hmm. All you got now is just a willing mind. Why? Cause old age is creeping upon you. That sign ain't no lie. Old age is creeping upon you. Sure, you're born to die. Boy, you seen a gal home last night about half past four. Yeah. And she was living up on the tenth floor. You got on the third floor and she looked around. Then what? She saw he was an old man and she turned you down. Yeah. Then old age is creeping upon you. That sign ain't no lie. Old age is creeping upon you. Sure, you're born to die. I feel sorry for you the way you stand. Yeah. You need a prescription from your doctor, man. Yeah. But get yourself some medicine before it's too late. Uh-huh. So you can get your business. Why? Cause only done crept upon you. That sign ain't no lie. Only done crept upon you. Sure you're born to die. Boy, you can't make good cause you too sad. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell somebody who's your dad? 
you to tell them now before it's too late. Yeah. And cause somebody gonna get your business straight. Why? Old age is creeping upon you. That sign ain't no lie. Old age is creeping upon you. Show you're born to die. <laughs> Great. I, I just want to say in this show, like, you know, we're not picking on anybody. Everyone's entitled to their opinion and such. But um, if if you don't like that record, you are, in fact, dumb. I mean, it's just a simple... That's that's like science. John, maybe you have to be getting old to appreciate that record. Maybe. I'm, I'm definitely getting there. I appreciate those lyrics. Yeah. That's great. Now... For the for the modern day blues mafia, there's kind of like this group of like younger blues mafia. You don't even know they're a blues mafia, but they just think every record recorded on Paramount is great, and all other blues records are bad. I just like to say, for the record, none of these recordings you've heard thus far tonight come from Paramount. That's true. So no, no Paramounts yet. Yeah. Let's play a record by Bobby Leakin. Oh yeah. Oh, this is all the stuff I like. Yeah, because you ain't in the blues mafia. No, but Wikipedia is free for anyone to edit. So tonight, when I'm still mad at you, I can edit your name into the Wikipedia page as part of the blues mafia. I can write John Henry as president of the blues mafia. I will be president, and then I'll shut it down. I'll, <laughs> I'll make I'll make the hey, blues mafia great again. Can you change it from the inside? Well, I, I will, I'll stop sending records to China, and I'll make the blues mafia <laughs> great again. I want my coal seventy-eight. That's what you call good record. Yeah, it is a good record. You're trying to magic some records. This is nobody. I have this record. I think you have, I have this one. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of rare. Most of the records you played tonight, yeah. except for Uncle Bud Walker. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm impressed. Nobody needs you when you're down and out. Ain't it true? On the label, it's called Blind Bobby Baker, but it's actually Bobby Leakin. Yeah. I'm not sure whether he was actually blind or not. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Trying to sell more records, saying blind. I don't know. <laughs> Blind this. It was from Philadelphia, I know that. Yeah. Now I went downtown, Long Broadway. Looked up at a sign and said, No, three meals today. Walked right in. I took a seat. Way to look at me and say, hey, brother, pay off before you eat. I was raggedy, thirsty too. Life on my body was walking from two by two. In my pocket, I didn't have a cent. Right straight down the street, so where I went, now you can see, nobody needs. Oh, when you're down in now In your pocket you ain't, ain't got a dime Look all over town, not a friend you can find As soon as your money grows, treat up tall Deal Jack and hide along, give your call Now listen now, brother, this ain't no doubt Nobody wants you when you're down and now I mean, on your last go-round Now I was feeling lonesome, kind of blue I thought I'd play some numbers like most colored people do I put my money down on old 22 I didn't play no believer, I thought that would do As soon as I thought that I had one The man bought 011 Instead of 221 A friend of mine Walks up to me The very next day He said he lost on that number The very same way Now you can see Nobody needs you Oh, when you're down in now In your pocket you ain't Ain't got a dime You look all over town Not a friend can be found As soon as your money grows Treat up tall Still Jack can hide along 
give your call. Now listen now, brother, this ain't no doubt. Nobody wants you when you're down and out. I mean, on your last go round. Phenomenal. Incroyable. Incroyable. Un... Incroyable. Un... Formidable. Formidable. Zutalor. That's my favorite. What about uh, Lou McClintock? Lou McClintock. Aren't you going to play one of his? Yeah. Now, this is one of those records where I was talking about how great he was and we're you were talking about this other record you had by him but it was the other side I, I was saying uh, don't think I'm Santa Claus is so great and you were saying the other side was your favorite and I, I gotta say I can't remember what the other side I is I actually don't think I'm Santa Claus is the better side is it? yeah we will, we will listen to don't think I'm Santa Claus and this is a this is a medley actually is it? yeah uh Lindy's in there. You know, oh, that's right. Yeah. And also, everybody works but father. Oh, and I can't remember old time country else. tunes. Yeah, it's like minstrel tunes from nineteenth century. Yeah. What's the country band that does that amazing version of Lindy? The Proximity like a, Street yeah. Quartet. Oh, so good. <clears throat> this Lil McClintock. I think it's only one record, right? Two records. Two. Yeah. yeah. The other record, I think, is uh, Religious Tunes. Oh, it's totally ignored by the blues. The blues guys. It's one of the great records. Okay. Please don't think it I'm Santa Claus Cause Christmas comes every day You can hear them sleigh bells ringing now Every time you turn around, this away I'm a human being It's nothing but a fraud Cause to bring you present Every once in a while Don't think I'm Santa Claus Lindy, oh Lindy You're sweeter than sugar cane Lindy, Lindy Say you'll be mine While the moon am a shining And my heart am a twining Meet me, dear little Lindy, by the wall, and I'm fine. Oh, Lindy, Lindy, sweeter than sugar cane. Oh, Lindy, Lindy, say you'll be mine. While the moon am a shining, and my heart am a twining. Meet me, dear little Lindy, by the wall, and I'm fine. Now keep a little close to corner in your heart for me, heart for me. I'll be as good to you as anyone can be. Just wait and see. If you promise what I'll ask you, we'll both agree, both agree. Keep a little close to corner in your heart for me. Keep, 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 keep a little close to corner in your heart for me, heart for me. I'll be as good to you as anyone can be. Just wait and see. If you promise what I'll ask you, we'll both agree, both agree. Keep a little close to corner in your heart for me. It's Lindy, oh Lindy, you're sweeter than sugar cane. Lindy, Lindy, say you'll be mine. While the moon am a shining and my heart am a twining. Meet me, dear little Lindy, by the wall, I'm in on the vine. Now everybody wakes for father. He sits around all day with his feet up to the fire. Smoking a pipe of clay, mother takes in washing, so is sister and everybody wakes at our house that day. Old man, it's Lindy, oh Lindy, you're sweeter than sugar cane. Lindy, Lindy, say you'll be mine while the moon am a shining and my heart am a twining. Meet me, dear little Lindy, by the wall, I'm in on the vine. Father went to wake this morning at a dollar and a half a day. Done took his feet from the fire, done throwed his pipe away. Mother's quit ticking and washing, so is sister and Now everybody's taking vacation, said the old man. It's Lindy, oh Lindy, sweeter than sugar cane. Lindy, Lindy, say you'll be mine. While the moon am a shining, and my heart am a twining. Meet me, dear little Lindy, by the wall, I'm in on Blind Roger Hayes. His only record, he sings a song about being blind. 
It's called I Must Be Blind, I Cannot See. Yeah. I must be blind, I cannot see. It's a, a rare one, too. On the sleeve, there's a typed sticker that says Brunswick File Card, total sales by May 1931, 123. Ooh. Released on December 1928. Good luck. 123 copies. That's all this world could take of Blind Roger Hayes. <laughs> That's why I can't take no more of this world. <laughs> I cannot see, I never will see no more. I must be blind, I cannot see, I never will see no more. He cast his eyes up in the sky, never will see no more. He cast his eyes up in the sky, he never will see no more. Never will see no more. His eyes is green, days off of white. I never will see no more. Guitar, that's that's no good. Great record. <laughs> the blues mafia, Nick Pro say, Oh, he's just playing Boom Chang, that's no good. Not even good, it's great. You're gonna play a uh, bogus Ben Covington? Yeah. You're gonna play a Paramount for these people? No. Okay, he's so then we prove that there's good records that aren't on Paramount. This is uh, his Brunswick record. Boodle dee bum bum. Oh, yeah. Blind Ben Covington. Well, that name is already out. Right. But he doesn't even play guitar, so he's already less interesting. Yeah, banjo, that's no good. Uh, yeah, it's, Gus Ken, they kind of like appreciated him to some degree. But mostly they like. Why? Why? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, partly they liked because they liked Noah Lewis, they liked his blues harmonica. So they like Cannon's Jug Stompers, I think, more for Noah Lewis than, than for Gus Cannon. Boo. <laughs> Wait, where's that button? That boo. <laughs> I meant to bring button. it, actually, yeah. <laughs> I have it right here. Oh, yeah. Wait, oh, maybe you should have used that. Can you edit the podcast and put that in? 
I think there's still. We should say a few parting words. Who <laughs> <laughs> is not not very good? Like this this is one if, if things were boring. <laughs> so that's a big thing. That's what they would have said after Blind Rogers. <laughs> so it's going on in the Blues Mafia room. All right. Well, we tried to uh, educate people today that there's great performances that aren't necessarily top shelf technical players. You know, everybody can't be Rush or whatever. And like some of that <laughs> stuff doesn't doesn't even fit the category oh. of blues. It's either yeah, just sure. old time songs or it's like you know. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we played is definitely not technically blues. Yeah. So maybe that's but, what it is. Well, yeah, that's, they weren't interested in anything but but the deepest heaviest blues that was it that was what made them the blues mafia and I do a podcast on all the stuff they like the best but you gotta love I mean I learned a lot from those guys you know? yeah me too I mean I actually feel bad because like Richard Nevins was included in that and he's a guy that's been very generous with me you know turned out to so much great stuff yeah um, but he wasn't even strictly a member of the blues mafia because he liked no, he, country he, he music he was too eclectic yeah, yeah. That's right. plus he would have liked things outside of that just randomly that were hard to explain that's right yeah, yeah. It was very uh, hard to put down mm-hmm. tastes and things. Right. But um, but even so, you know, like I said, it, it's not about picking on people, but it's just about pointing out that it's because someone tells you something <coughs> is good or bad. The best uh, policy is to listen to and decide for yourself. That's true, yeah. A lot of times I've been influenced by, you know, especially early on in collecting, yeah, by things people say. <coughs> that much, much later I realized I don't agree with it all. Yeah, that you waste did. a lot of time ignoring certain yeah. records or certain kinds of music because someone said, oh, that's no good, you know. But, right. You know. Right. And that I, happens in jazz, Pete, happens in country Pete, music. Pete and Cat Juice Charlie. Yeah. I'm proud to say I own every single one of their <laughs> records. And there's not one that I don't need. They're all great. They're all different. And they're all great. The songs are all Trying to sell my coal today. I went down in the alley, trying to sell my coal today. And a woman ran out in Harlem and scared my mule away. She wanted to boodly bum bum. She hollered boodly bum bum. Ah, oh, boodly bum, boodly bum, boodly bum bum. I went with Iceman Jackson. He sold his eyes and coal. I went with Iceman Jackson. He sold his eyes and coal. But he blowed in all his money, buying sweet jelly roll. He wanted to boodly bum bum, oh boodly bum bum. Just had to boodly bum, boodly bum, boodly bum bum. We stopped on 18 in Federal. Just two blocks west of State. Stopped on 18 in Federal. Just two blocks west of State. And when he got up under that bite off, well, he would not wait. He had the booty bum bum. Oh, booty bum bum. I'm boot, boot, booty bum bum. That money don't excite me, and that we all know well. She said money don't excite me, and that we all know well. But Jackson showed her fifty dollars, and she almost fell. She wanted to booty bum bum, just had to booty bum bum. Oh, booty bum, booty bum, booty bum bum.
that went like a greyhound And she sure could run She had went like a greyhound And she sure could run And Jackson got on like a reindeer And he run the sun Ah, booty bum bum, ah, booty bum bum. It was a booty bum, booty bum, booty bum bum. He ignored it's Al Miller. Oh yeah. No interest in Al Miller whatsoever. Dude, hated Al Miller. Idiots. <laughs> he just had no interest. He was just off the radar. What are you gonna play, Mr. Mary? Mr. Mary. So good. <laughs> This is about lesbians. About lesbians. Really? Yeah. It's a great guitar mandolin. Worry about this lesbian stealing his girlfriend. So look out for Mr. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> to listening to your Charlie Patton and your Sunhouse and your Skip James and your Robert Johnson and your yeah. Hotel records. Yeah. Stop bothering us. Now that we've played all the vaudeville records for you. Yeah. Go back to the good stuff. We tried <laughs> to help you. Make sure it says Paramount on there. It ain't Paramount. no good. You can, you can leave those vaudeville records to us. I'll yeah, take them. We'll take them all. All right. We're out. As for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love your audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's Old Time Radio Show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, I'm, great. I'm great. I'm going to use that in every show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.